When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Blue Jays leading Houston 3-1, top of the sixth inning at Rogers Center. We'll keep you updated on that game. Uh, Ten strikeouts now for Gosman, looking good on the hill for the Jays tonight, who've uh, kind of been having a bit of a tough go lately. And uh, no basketball tonight. We got the NBA Finals resuming tomorrow. The chicken dinner series, Nuggets, Heat, going back to Miami, and the Stanley Cup Final back at it on Thursday. Uh, Kellen, do you have that clip on Paul Maurice going to back to Bobrovsky in Game 3? I think I do. Let's fire that one, baby. Sergey, I don't think there's a disadvantage to either because he has a wonderful routine for both. If we were playing tomorrow or two days as we are, um, he'll have a game plan for it. He, he wouldn't need it. This isn't a fatigue thing. We've been off the ice for a block. He was very, very good in game one. I, I, would, I thought Sergey was like our team. I thought we were just slightly off. We didn't give him a chance. He didn't maybe quiet the game early for us when we needed to be quieted by the goaltender. Um, but I got complete faith in what he'll be able to do in game three. All right. Well, yeah, I think you got to go back to uh, Bobrovsky for game three, and we'll see if Florida can uh, have an answer for the Vegas Golden Knights, who have been exceptional in this uh, in this series. I mean, they beat the Oilers, but they won the first three against Dallas, lost a couple, blew Dallas out in game six, and now very, very good, very, very good here against uh, against the Panthers. Yeah, a- Aiden Hill, exceptional, the fifth goaltender taken in 2015, the fifth goaltender taken in that draft, and there has not been a sweep in the Stanley Cup final since 1998 when Detroit swept Washington. If you've listened to this show uh, at all over the years or, or when I'm on before after the Oilers game, you will know I'm, I'm, I'm a little different from probably uh, a lot of you. Well, probably in a lot of ways. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but one of them is, I, I, even though I, I'm obviously a sports broadcaster and a sports fan, because I wouldn't have tried to do something with my life uh, covering something I don't don't enjoy, uh, I, but I'm not a big fan of, of uh, trade rumors. I mean, you've known this about me for a while now, Kellen. Yes. That uh, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not big on coming on. Now, I'm not, I, I, it's not that I never do it. It's not that I might not refer to them. Certainly the, the one rumor, I, I would say I, I've done 10 Oilers seasons now. Uh, so the, the one rumor that I would think I talked about the most was the Eric Carlson to the Oilers rumor. Yes, which was, was the most popular one. Which was rampant season, yeah. when, I guess, January, February maybe. So we talked yeah. about that a lot as mm-hmm. a big what if. We, we still thought it was unlikely, but that was an interesting one to talk about. The Oilers went out and got Matthias Ekholm instead, who was pretty good on the back end. So 
I don't uh, I don't dive a lot into rumors for for a couple of reasons I guess uh, well maybe even more than two let me count in my head I don't know I'll just say the reasons first of all that's just me and I, I have found uh, hosting a show and, and talking for uh, an hour or two or three every night depending on what I'm doing I mean you got to be you got to be yourself. You can't take things too far down uh, avenues where the, the, me as the host is not going to find it engaging. So I, I'm not. I, I'm just not big on that myself. I mean, who knows? You could probably psychoanalyze me as uh, why I, I don't like rumors or something happened in my childhood or just the way I was born. But I'm not. I'm not just a big rumors person in general. It's like even in my life away from the microphone, non-sports. Somebody says, "Oh, well, I heard this, this, and this." I'll always think, "Well, okay, but." You unless you witness that you're telling me that secondhand you know maybe the person you're saying that about i don't know maybe they wouldn't like that if that was said about them so yeah, i don't know i'm just i'm just careful with rumors now hockey trade rumors are generally harmless but that's sort of my approach and then i also think when as we as we say Kellen, all the time this show is uh, for entertainment and for education infotainment so I, I'm always and, and I and I realized now. First of all, those of you who listen for the entire two hours every night or listen most of the time, I really appreciate it. But the the reality is of, of live radio is uh, that a lot of people are in and out throughout the show, right? They they may listen to a chunk. Who knows? Maybe they listen for two or three minutes. Maybe they listen to half the show. But I but I accept though. I wish everybody would listen the entire time. It's it's not always realistic. So I'm always sort of uh, cautious because if I'm in the in the middle of talking about a room and somebody isn't able to listen for very long, they may think that I'm reporting news or, or perhaps something that is imminent as opposed to a rumor. So so that's another reason I'm cautious with it, and I always say this is a rumor. Let's not get carried away. And then I guess another reason is, Kellen, is most of the rumors don't become reality. So there is a point where I think to myself, okay, I, I'm lucky enough to host a talk show where I can talk to uh, sports people and get opinions and stories and analysis. So why would I spend too much time talking about things that most of them won't happen? I like I, I realize sometimes there are rumors and they come to fruition, and then it's like, oh, well, see, see, it happened. It was rumored. But, but yeah, but most of them don't happen. For example, Kellen, I don't know if you saw this. Now, again, everybody, this was a rumor, and uh, I think it came from some Boston Bruins source that mm-hmm. maybe Boston was going to try to get Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Right. And and, and maybe the Oilers were going to get the defenseman uh, Grizzlick in the trade. Mm-hmm. Then who knows what else would happen. So that's a rumor. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go on the air, I think it was a couple weeks ago, and and break this down and analyze it and get people upset for probably no reason because Nuge is a fairly beloved player. So why would I I dive into that too much? But I'll I'll touch on this today as a rumor, and I I can't remember if Stoff touched on it or not, or not, but there's stuff floating around with the Flyers trading Carter Hart, right? The, the young goaltender uh, from the Edmonton area was an exceptional WHL goaltender. Uh, he's been the guy in Philadelphia who, you know, the Flyers didn't have a great season. Uh, Carter Hart, the uh, last three seasons, this year he played 55 games, good chunk of games, had a 907 save percentage. Last year played 45 games, had a 905, uh, was not good in 2021, had an 877 save percentage. 
in uh, in 27 games. He, he, he uh, By save percentage, Carter Hart's best season was as a rookie in 18-19 when he played 31 games and had a 9-17, and then he had a 9-14 the next year playing 43 games. Still relatively young, 24 years of age. So the, the, the scuttle today, and I saw somebody, you know, wrote something. He was a blogger of Philadelphia, and they're saying, hey, here's ways to improve the Flyers. Let's, try, let's trade Carter Hart to the Oilers and try to get – you know, first-round pick. Uh, maybe they'll trade Cody Cece. Uh, you know, maybe they'll trade Phillips. So, again, that is a rumor. But I always say to these, and, and you've probably heard uh, me say this to people. You've for sure heard, heard Rob say it to people. When we get a call or we see a report about a rumor, oh, well, the Oilers should do that. I always say, well, if you were the GM of the other team, would you do that? And quite frankly, if, if, uh, if I were the Philadelphia Flyers, I would still be seeking to build around Carter Hart, who, again, maybe hasn't been quite the goaltender they were hoping he would be but I still think has incredible potential and to tie this to what I'm talking about with with Aiden Hill I mean the the pedigree and the projection for Carter Hart would be quite a bit better than for Aiden Hill now as I said Aiden Hill is 27 he just turned 27 in May Carter Hart is 24 he will be 25 in August so basically a, 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 a two-year difference in terms of uh, hockey age um, Aiden Hill was taken 76th overall overall Carter Hart um, was was taken 48th overall in 2016 so I guess he was drafted one year later so that's why I'm saying all right that might be exciting Carter Hart to the I mean plus you'd probably have to if you're gonna get a goalie I mean I threw out there for fun a few weeks ago what if you could trade Jack Campbell for the the final year of Connor Hellbuck's contract and then see where you go from there so you'd probably have to get a team to take Campbell who coming off this season a lot of players would, a lot of teams would be like huh five million uh, we don't know what he's going to do. They'd make that's how that's the noise GMs make when they're not sure. Kellen, uh, they'll just uh, say that to the other GM. It's like, okay, we'll call you back later. Is it a uh, so anyway? Eh. I just want to acknowledge that I see that. I I know it's out there, but I, I'm not going to spend uh, hours on that and what if and how good a goalie he would be and what his his style is and stuff like that because it is a rumor and we're in that season where 30 teams aren't playing only two are so the fans and media for the other teams sometimes uh you get talking about the speculation type stuff so anyway yeah that's out there i'm sure if you were to scour the internet which is uh, uh it's a cesspool of rumors everybody uh, you could find a lot of stuff so anyway that's just what i'm saying there seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we uh we're gonna do one of our fun segments when we get back we got golf talk with uh, dick zokal ahead too it's inside sports on six 630 chat. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, I am pleased to welcome back to the show. Representing James H. Brown, the title sponsor of this program, and of course he is a double E legend and a 1993 Great Cup champion. It is Trent Brown checking in tonight. Trent, how have you been, sir? Things are good, Reed. Uh, sorry, I'm a little bit late, but 
you know, I got those three girls, and so I was putting them to bed, and uh, it's uh, the struggle is real. Let's just say that. But uh, but life is good. Things are great, and uh, and happy to be on your show again. Okay. Well, hey, first of all, uh, I made no reference to you being late. So I mean, just like just don't <laughs> refer to. It. Just come on the show and act like 6:46 was supposed to be the start time. So don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. No, it's all good. I I appreciate you checking. We love having you on the show. We 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 thanks we thank James H. Brown for their continued support of Inside Sport. It means uh, it means a lot to us here, and you're always fun to uh, to chat with. Uh, I, I, now, are you? Because uh, we talk everything when you come on, not just football. We we know about your support of the Oilers as well. Are, will you watch the Stanley Cup final? Because I've mentioned this, I get a variety of responses. Some people are like, Oilers are out. I don't care. I'm mad. And other people are like, Well, I still watch hockey. I want to see who wins. Which one are you? Uh, I like to watch, like whenever it's the two best teams, uh, whenever the two teams are playing for the championship in just about any sport, I like to watch read. And I'm also hoping that Vegas wins because, uh, it just shows the Oilers how close they were, you know? Um, and Vegas looked really good in that game last, last night. They play big. They're a physical team. And, you know, I think from what I've seen, the Oilers played them as hard as anybody. So the Oilers might have been the second best team in the NHL this year. And, uh, and I chat with a few of the guys, and, uh, and they know they're close. I think that everybody knows they're close. And hopefully next year will be the year for them. Yeah, and and I've certainly, I mean, my colleague Chelsea Bird, who's on in the afternoon, that's why she says, well, if Vegas wins the Cup, then maybe that was the Stanley Cup final in the second round. You know, clearly uh, just some moments in that series got away from the Oilers. Now, you and I have not not talked uh, on on or off air since the Oilers were eliminated. So as a a former pro athlete yourself, and you played a very physical sport, and you could be a a little bit of a, a mean guy when you needed to be, too. <laughs> uh, the Petrangelo slash on Dreisaitl and the, and the reaction to it, because some people, including Luke Gazdick on this show, he didn't like the Oilers in Game 6 kind of doing their fake winds up like that they were going to slash Petrangelo back. He thought that maybe that meant that uh, Petrangelo was more in the Oilers' heads uh, than he needed to be. So I'm just wondering what you thought about that in-game move and then Edmonton's reaction to it. <laughs> Well, I thought the in-game move was uh, uh, was definitely offside. Uh, I think the Oilers responded to it. I I would have liked to see a bigger response at the time when it whenever anybody takes liberties with Drysaitel or McDavid. I really like to see uh, the whole team respond. And there was one guy. It was mostly McDavid, I think, that uh, that was on the ice at the time but all five guys that are on the ice is like you got to drop the gloves you got to send a message you can't let guys take liberties with your teammates and that's one thing that i think that guys like kane brought when he came and cost him that attitude right stick up for your teammates uh it's no secret that this team was soft a couple of years ago and i think that uh that the gm and all of the management they made some really good moves they brought in big tough guys that play big Bukestad, Costin, Kane all guys that are really tough to play against uh, I thought the coach made a bad move in that final game when he put uh, Yamo and Nuge on the same line uh, with Dry and uh, I think that line went minus four uh, you can't put two uh, 
smaller guys. Uh, line like not on your top six you just can't do it you can't play those guys together uh i think that vegas is a big strong team they're consistent they play hard they're very physical and they dominated that line in that last game but i think we learn from it and we move forward uh we are going to lose a few guys and i think it's going to be tough uh, i hate to lose that bukestad he's good on face-offs uh, he's long. He uh, scored some goals, and most of them were dirty goals. I love that, like just out in front, deflections around the crease, a big, long guy like that, tough. You can't push him around. So we need to get guys like that for bargain. And uh, and I'm confident that this team is going to win. Uh, McDavid is a leader, and he wants it, and you can just see it. And, uh, and if they put a few more moves, a few more right guys around them, then, uh, then I think that they're poised to win next year so yeah i think pretty fair a lot of the stuff you said uh and to tie this back to your football career and sticking up for your teammates i mean you can't fight in football right now there's nope. a lot there's nope. a lot of very painful stuff in football that's legal <laughs> but yeah. how yeah. how do you send a message uh and, and look you hope the refs do their job i mean it's it's 15 yards if you hit the quarterback late or shove a guy out of bounds that you know there's some pretty harsh punishments in place uh but how, uh, what's the best way to stick up for your teammates in in a sport like football where like where you can't fight i mean you'd be out of the Boy. game and maybe you'd be suspended yeah you got to be careful in football right uh there's a code out there and when you break that code then everybody in the league knows it you know especially in the cfl read it's a small league and if uh, you make a living play in dirty it's going to come back to haunt you you know uh because everybody sees it they see it when they watch film they see it out in the field and you know when a guy isn't looking uh especially a guy that plays safety you can always look a guy up it's not hard to look a guy up and uh and so you got to keep your head on a swivel out there, but you got to stick up for your teammates. No one like there's a code in every sport, and 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 there's honor in every sport, and uh, at least sport when you play at a high level. When guys cross that line, it's usually taken care of. Now sometimes the refs need to step in, but typically it's the guys out on the field and out on the ice that do it. And, uh, and I love to see it. All championship teams do it. That's part of being a champion. Well, I, I love how you put that, too, that, that in football that the tape can't hide. And if, and if you get that reputation, maybe you don't get that contract next year, right? If you're seen as a bit of a, as a jerk out there or doing stuff that's costing your team yards, right? That's right. And one thing, too, the refs know it. The refs know the guys that cross the line they don't give those guys as much leeway they're quicker to throw the flag and then the coach is mad at you and, and now you're sitting on the bench your teammates are mad at you when you take penalties right so i mean the refs know the words out on the street uh the guys know and and typically it comes back to haunt you there's one thing to play tough and there's another thing to play cheap but speaking of football come on Matt. we got a big yeah. game a big it's home coming opener. up yeah gets this team it's, from saskatchewan so come on Matt. come on reed i'm getting pumped because I, well you should be because the team I, should be like I, I i'm not making any grand promises with the team but uh certainly they appear to be much more competitive 
Me neither. Uh, I'm hearing good things. But look, you and I both know it's a quarterback league. So at the end of the day, uh, everybody out there can play good. But if Cornelius doesn't, I think he's poised. He is in his third year. I think that he should be ready. I'm hoping he can uh, make some strides here. It's supposed to be a beautiful night on Sunday. I'm bringing out 120 of my friends and, and staff. That's awesome. And, well, like, I really think the business community needs to step up. I think the fans need to step up. We're at risk of losing this team. And uh, so I want to be part of the solution. I'm bringing a special guest because we've got a James H. Brown kid of the game at the start of every game. And, and we've got a very special kid coming to this game accompanied by uh, – a very well-known local celebrity, and uh, um, and and so I hope it makes a splash. I'm looking forward to a beautiful night at Commonwealth. Uh, I was out at the Luke's Combs concert, and uh, and there's nothing like that stadium when the fans are roaring. Like it, there were sixty thousand there. I'm hoping we can get thirty on Sunday. It's a beautiful night. Uh, I think the Elks are going to win. You heard it here first. Uh, they're going to break the home uh, the home losing streak. And if they do, and we get the snowball rolling, I'm hoping for good things. This is the city of champions, Reed, and I really want to bring the honor, the swagger, the pride back, and and just do my part. And uh, and I really want to see this team succeed. I. I think we're at a really critical time uh, for football in Edmonton, and if uh, and if this team doesn't make it, then the CFL might not. So, so let's get out and support. You know, and hey. I really encourage everybody to come out and support this team, this uh, this storied franchise. Let's bring the pride and honor back to this city. Well, and you're so great. What's going on, uh, Kellen? Kill the music there for a sec. What's uh, what's going on here on Thursday? Don't you have something going on? Thursday night out in Sherwood Park. Yeah. There's three. There's three teams, uh, and uh, the Elks are out in the community. The cheerleaders. There's a barbecue. There's a DJ. Myself and three local business people are presenting uh, some checks to help them with equipment, and uh, because of course uh, every minor football uh, uh, team in Edmonton, the costs of equipment, the cost of playing, the field rentals. They are struggling, um, and so we like to support the pro sports, but we also like to support the minor sports. So, so Sports Central kids up front. Uh, uh, the football teams at Sherwood Park are having a big event, six till nine. Uh, the Elks cheerleaders are out there. They got a DJ. They got a food truck. It's going on. There's three football teams for the first time out there. Three uh, uh, Parkland minor football teams are joining and throwing one big party so rivalries aside it's all about football as family uh if anybody wants to come out there's going to be uh, lots of food lots of fun and uh and some checks being presented money and i want to have a shout out because i uh i went to uh um, Grant uh, from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. I was sitting with him at a shareholders meeting and I was saying we're trying to raise some money and I'm looking for guys to match my donation and he just said yes right now. Uh, there's also another guy that owns some McDonald's out in Sherwood Park that stepped up right away without any prodding or anything and uh, and uh, just said yes. So we're going to present a check for $20,000 uh, so these teams can uh, 
buy equipment and and also a shout out to the president of the Sherwood Park Rams, Jed Roberts' wife, Christine Skelly. Uh, she is the one that approached me, and she's doing some great work uh, with minor football out in Sherwood Park. So it's alive and well Thursday night, six to nine. Come one, come all. That is awesome, Trent. Love the passion. You guys are so great in the community. And, and again, thanks for continuing to support the show as well. Hopefully I'll see you at the stadium on Sunday, man. Come by the patio suite. You definitely want to come by. I'm going to say it real quick, but Kaner's going to be there with Sicily. So come on. Oh, that's who it is. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Okay. perfect. I spilled the beans on your show. I wasn't supposed to, but I love you. I love the show. Keep up all the good work. Thanks, Reed, for everything that you do. That is... Trent Brown, check it in. Inside Sports on 630 Chet.